We are back in the word. It's a beautiful day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing, especially at the fact that more truth is constantly coming out. And we are still talking about Israel yesteryear's glory. All right. Yesterday's testimony. Israel used to be high above all nations, but look around. It is not the same. Now, I want to go to first Ezra's 124. This is something we brought out yesterday, but as I meditated upon it today, I understand that most people do not fully get what the Most High said for Israel. This is the book of First Ezra, chapter 1, verse 24. As for the things that came to pass in his time, they were written in former times, concerning those that sinned and did wickedly against the Lord above all people and kingdoms, and how they grieved him exceedingly, so that the words of the Lord rose up against Israel. The word of the Lord rose up against Israel. God promised that if we will walk contrary to him, he will walk contrary to us. Since we went to other gods, he went to other people. It's just that simple. Why do we make it so hard to understand these things, these truths that are in the Bible? Now, Matthew 23, 38. Let's get that. This is the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verse 38. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Your house is left to you empty. It's empty. Now let's get Luke 13, 35. This is the book of Luke chapter 13, verse 35. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So here you have. Two scriptures coming from Jesus, and he's telling Israel, your house is desolate. Your house is empty. Now, let's get another scripture coming from the Father saying the same thing. This is going to be 2 Ezra 1.33. This is the book of 2 Ezra chapter 1, verse 33. Thus saith the Almighty Lord, your house is desolate. I will cast you out as the wind does stubble. I'm going to cast you out just like Jesus cast out the devil. The almighty Lord. He said, your house is desolate. Jesus said, your house is desolate. Now let's get Jeremiah 6, 12. This is the book of Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 12. And their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. All right, Israel's houses will be turned unto others with their fields and their wives together. All right, this is coming from Jeremiah. He is in agreement with Father God and Ezra and Jesus. So we understand that God told Israel, that their songs will be turned to mourning, lamentation, howlings, and he also said their song would cease. 
Then he tells Isaiah to prophesy and sing a new song to the nation of Ishmael, preferably Kedar. So he closed the song book with Israel and then he opened up a song book with Ishmael. Now I want to show you how God's elect is someone that is of another nation. Now let's get that in Isaiah 42 verse 1. A lot of Israelites are confused. They throw elect, elect, God's chosen, God's chosen on Jacob. Yes, Jacob used to be chosen. Speaking of the entire nation of Israel, they used to be chosen. All right, now let's go. This is the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 1. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Okay, this man is going to bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. This is not Jesus. Because many of you, you are worshiping Jesus as God, so you slap Jesus on everything. Even scriptures that don't even pertain to him, you just slap Jesus on it. All right? And I'm going to show you and make you swallow your own words. This is going to be Matthew chapter 10 verse 5. Somebody get that. This is the book of Matthew chapter 10 verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he told his disciples, don't deal with the Gentiles. Go to the lost sheep. And I want that in Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. So if Jesus is only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, okay, and he told his disciples not to go in the way of the Gentiles, what's going on in Isaiah 42, verse 1? This is the book of Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, what is so confusing about that? He was only sent to the house of Israel. Okay? So when we go back to Isaiah 42 in verse 1, it's saying, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect. In whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. This is speaking of the Gentile messenger. This is not speaking of the lost sheep. So now I'm going to show you another precept, which is going to be Isaiah 65 verse 9. This is the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 9. And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob, and out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountains, and mine elect shall inherit it. All right, and mine elect shall inherit it. Keep going. And my servants shall dwell there. All right, so this person, he said, who is mine elect, he will be over. He will be over. The seed coming out of Jacob and out of Judah. 
Just like we read in the story in the book of Kings when Jehoshaphat put Ishmael over Judah. This is in the Bible. This is in your Bible. Why do you think an Israelite named himself Ishmael? They knew this. They knew exactly what I'm talking about right now. So now I want to go to Isaiah 65 verse 22. Verse 22. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. And mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. All right. So the Israelites were going to have their houses inhabited. But this people he is speaking of is his elect. And they are going to have their own houses, okay? They are going to have their own vineyards. They are going to enjoy the work of their hands. This is not speaking of Israel. I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 12 again. And their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. All right, so Israel houses will be turned to others. So this cannot be Israel who he is speaking of in Isaiah 65, 22. Now I want to go back to what we read yesterday. This is going to be 2 Ezra chapter 2, 33 through 37. This is the book of 2 Ezra chapter 2, verse 33. I, Ezra, received a charge of the Lord upon the Mount Oreb, that I should go unto Israel. But when I came unto them, they set me at naught, and despised the commandment of the Lord. And therefore I say unto you, O ye heathen, that hear and understand, look for your shepherd, he shall give you everlasting rest, for he is nigh at hand, that shall come in the end of the world. Be ready to the reward of the kingdom. For the everlasting light shall shine upon you forevermore. All right, Israel already had the kingdom. So he's telling another nation, hey, get ready for the reward of the kingdom. Because God gives and God takes away. A lot of people don't get that. God will give you something and he will take it from you. Let your mind process that. Let's keep going. Flee the shadow of this world. Receive the joyfulness of your glory. I testify my Savior openly. Oh, receive the gift that is given you. And be glad, giving thanks unto him that hath called you to the heavenly kingdom. I'm giving you something that belongs to Israel. Now I want you to get that in verse 10. Verse 10. Thus saith the Lord unto Ezra, Tell my people that I will give them the kingdom of Jerusalem, which I would have given unto Israel. It was supposed to be for Israel, but Israel screwed up. Now I'm going to read the good news translation. This is going to be verse 33. I, Ezra, was on Mount Sinai when the Lord ordered me to go to the people of Israel. But when I went to them, they rejected me and refused to listen to what the Lord commanded. That is why I'm speaking to you Gentiles. You are ready to listen and understand. Wait for your shepherd. Who is coming very soon. At the end of the age. To give you eternal rest. 
Now I'm going to pause for a minute right there because there are Israelite camps that do not accept the Apocrypha. And the reason why they don't accept the Apocrypha is because of scriptures like this. This is why they like, no, I don't believe in the Apocrypha because in the Apocrypha, it talks about the kingdom going to another nation. All right. They are solid in that. But there are Israelite camps that are confused. And these same Israelite camps believe that it's okay to keep the feast anywhere you want. Okay? Opposite of these same camps that don't believe in the Apocrypha, they don't believe you can keep the feast anywhere you want. Okay? So I have more respect for a camp that at least say, you know what? I don't agree with that scripture. I don't believe that's God. Versus a camp that says, oh yeah, I believe in the book of Esdras. And then make up an excuse and make up a lie to try to make it fit the narrative of Israel. All right? There are camps who literally say, nope, we don't agree with the book of Esdras. It's fishy. It's written in Latin. And they don't agree with it. Going back to verse 35. Be ready to receive the blessings of the kingdom for eternal light that will shine on you forever. Verse 36, flee from the darkness of this present age and accept the joyful splendor prepared for you. I testify publicly for my Savior. Now, I want to get to darkness. Verse 36 says, flee from the darkness of this present age. Now, I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. It reads, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. This is ministry to the Gentiles in which Jesus was not sent. So it don't make no sense when you try to say, oh, yeah, that's Jesus. Jesus had nothing to do with the Gentiles. Okay, he said it out of his own mouth. This is speaking of a Gentile messenger. And if I was to keep going, it literally says, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. All the flocks of Kedar, that is Ishmael, shall be gathered unto thee. The rams of Nabio, that is the eldest son of Ishmael, shall minister unto thee. He's speaking of this Gentile messenger. Why would he be speaking of a Gentile messenger, Israelites? Because the kingdom was taken from Israel and was given to a Gentile heathen nation. So we got that fully established now. You see it from the scriptures. He is speaking to the Gentiles. He's not speaking to the Israelites because he moved on from the Israelites. The Israelites were disobedient 
And what did we read in 2nd Esdras? It said that the word of the Lord rose up against Israel. So now we want to keep going. And we want to go to 2nd Esdras 4.23. Because we are continuing Ezra's complaint. He was talking about the other nations and how wicked they were and how Israel kept the commandments and who is better, Babylon or Israel. He was doing all that stuff. So we're going to pick back up. Let's get that. This is the book of 2 Ezra, chapter 4, verse 23. For it was not my mind to be curious of the high things, but of such as passed by us daily. Namely, wherefore Israel is given up as a reproach to the heathen. And for what cause the people whom thou hast loved is given over unto ungodly nations. Mm -hmm. And why the law of our forefathers is brought to naught, and the written covenants come to none effect. All the covenants have become to none effect. Why? Because of the backsliding of Israel. Alright? The angel told him that he went too far. And he's like, I'm only worried why the kingdom has been given to another nation. It's still hard for him to process that the kingdom is going to another nation. So he's saying, look, I'm not worried about the high things. I'm just namely concerned why Israel is given up as a reproach to the heathen and why the people whom thou hast loved is given over unto ungodly nations. Okay. And why the law of our forefathers is brought to naught and the covenants written to none effect. That's what he was concerned about. He couldn't get over how the kingdom was taken from Israel. Now I want to go over a few scriptures on how if you smite the shepherd, the flock will be scattered. Let's get 2 Ezra 5, 16 first though. This is the book of 2 Ezra, chapter 5, verse 16. And in the second night it came to pass, that Salatiel, the captain of the people, came unto me, saying, Where hast thou been? And why has thy countenance so heavy? Knowest thou not that Israel is committed unto thee in the land of their captivity? Up then, and eat bread, and forsake us not, as the shepherd that leaveth his flock in the hands of cruel wolves. All right, the flock has been left. In the hands of a cruel wolf, your boy Paul from the tribe of Benjamin, that's what Israel got for all their wickedness. The true prophet Micaiah said, I seen all Israel scattered with no shepherd. The only shepherd Israel has today in the land is the teachings of Paul. Paul is the Jesus of the Christian church. Paul is the founder of the Christian church. The church right now today is left in the hands of a cruel wolf. And until that idol gets tipped over, things are not going to get no better. In the house of David, the house of Islam is the only nation that is consistently tipping over that idol. Alright, now I want to take you to another scripture that is going to precept with that. This is going to be Isaiah 7.16. This is the book of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 16. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil, 
and choose the good. The land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. Both her kings, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, is going to be forsaken of both their kings. God made sure he removed both kings out of the way. That's why ever since the prophecy of Jeremiah in Jeremiah 22, we've only had governors. Zerubbabel was a governor. Nehemiah was a governor. They were not kings. They were in captivity to Cyrus. Okay? They went through the Persian captivity on to the Greek captivity. And now it's been about 2,600 years and we are still without a king. Okay? God promised that he was taking the kingdom from us and he did. So if you smite the shepherd, the sheep is going to be scattered, okay? And the shepherd we have right now, he is not the good shepherd. <laughs> he is a thief. He is a hireling. <laughs> he is a wolf in sheep clothing, okay? So now I want to go to Zechariah chapter 13, verse 4. This is the book of Zechariah, chapter 13, verse 4. And it shall come to pass in that day that the prophet shall be ashamed every one of his vision. When he hath prophesied, neither shall they wear rough garment to deceive. All right, so that's going into that wolf in sheep clothing. That doctrine coming from Paul is going to be destroyed. That teaching of wounds in Jesus' hands is going to be completely annihilated. Keep going. But he shall say... I am no prophet. I am an husbandman. For man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. Because there is no more prophets. There is no messengers. We've already received the last and final messenger with the truth. Let's keep going. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Keep going. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow. Saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. After he destroys the Ahab of the Christian church, the Apostle Paul, every man is going back to his own country. All right? Just like in the days of Ahab. That's why they say fight with nobody great, fight with nobody small, Fight only with the king of Israel. And that is the apostle Paul who used Jesus as a shield, as an armor bearer, as a bulletproof vest. He set him on high and destroyed his name. Okay. And put all the blame upon Jesus. But there's coming a day. When the truth will be revealed and the Apostle Paul, his teachings will be completely destroyed. Now we want to get back to Ezra. Ezra cannot get past how God was done with Israel. Just like you, you can't get it into your thick skull that God has taken the kingdom from Israel and has given it to a Gentile heathen nation. Let's get that in 2 Ezra 5, 23. This is the book of 2 Ezra chapter 5, verse 23. And said, O Lord, that bearest rule of every wood of the earth and of all the trees thereof, 
thou hast chosen thee, one only vine. And of all lands of the whole world, thou hast chosen thee, one pit. And of all the flowers thereof, one lily. And of all the depths of the sea, thou hast filled thee, one river. And of all builded cities, thou hast hollowed Sion unto thyself. And of all the fowls that are created, thou hast named thee, one dove. And of all the cattle that are made, thou hast provided thee, one sheep. And among all the multitudes of peoples, thou hast gotten thee, one people. And unto this people, whom thou lovest, thou gavest a law that is approved of all. Who knows what he's really trying to say? That God only favors one nation. That is correct. That is correct. They going crazy. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Dang. All right. She is right. God only favors one people. He is still bringing up Israel. He's just like, but it's only one. There's only one chosen people. Come on, please give us a break, God. And he's bringing up one, 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 one. All right. So now let's keep going. And now, O Lord, why hast thou given this one people over unto many? And upon the one root hast thou prepared others? And why hast thou scattered thy only one people among many? And they which did gainsay thy promises and believe not thy covenants have trodden them down. All right. So he's saying the people that don't read the Bible, the people that are not in the word, the people that were not into prayer. They wasn't given prayer. They wasn't given the Bible. You was given the Bible and you failed. Suck it up. Deal with it. Your forefathers failed. Okay. This is nothing but crying going on right now. He is crying. Keep going. If thou didst so much hate thy people, yet shouldst thou punish them with thine own hands. Instead of allowing all these other nations to punish us, God, since we so special and we are high above all nations because we are the spoiled brat, God, why don't you just deal with us? Keep going. Now when I have spoken these words, the angel that came to me the night afore was sent unto me and said unto me, Hear me, and I will instruct thee. Hearken to the thing that I say, and I shall tell thee more. And I said, Speak on, my Lord. Then said he unto me, Thou art sore troubled in mind for Israel's sake. Lovest thou that people better than he that made them? You ain't God. Just like Jesus is not God. God loves Israel more than anybody. And when God is fed up, there's nothing you can do about it. We sing that song talking about when a woman is fed up. Somebody else And all the things I took her through 
Shit, I shouldn't have lasted this long Now I'm at this telephone booth Calling Tyrone Cause when a woman's fed up tell you something when God is fed up with your ass it is all over with it is done you can cry a river you can pull out your beard you can put on sackcloth and ashes upon your head you can roll around none of that stuff is going to help God when God is done God is done when God breaks up with you can't nobody entreat for you Okay, and Ezra is still having a hard time processing all those scriptures. But thou hast only loved Israel, but thou art the God of Israel and none else. All those scriptures is in his mind. Okay, and he can't deal with reality just like you. You can't. You can't deal with reality. Why don't you just tear this out your Bible? Do me a favor. Why don't you just tear this out your Bible and go join a camp? That believes that the book of Esdras is not true. And Isaiah. And Matthew. And Ezekiel. And Deuteronomy. And Genesis. Just tear all that out of your book. Okay? Walk around with a pamphlet. Walk around with Deuteronomy 7.6. And that's your only chapter. Okay? In verse. Let's keep going. And I said, No, Lord, but a very grief have I spoken. For my reigns pay me every hour while I labor to comprehend the way of the Most High, and to seek out part of His judgment. Watch these words right here. Keep going. And He said unto me, Thou canst not. And I said, Wherefore, Lord? Let's stop right there. You can't. You're not God. You are worried about stuff that's none of your business. Okay? The angel heard him give his nice little oral lecture about Israel being one, being the lily of the valley. And he said, Look, man. You going too far? You are worried about stuff that only the Most High can change. Okay? You don't love Israel more than God. Okay? The angel had to check him. All right? Let's keep going. Whereunto was I born then? Or why was not my mother's womb then my grave? All right. He's being a little smart ass right now because he's saying, well, why didn't I just stay in the womb? Why didn't I just die? And you will understand that the Apostle Paul and the story of Nicodemus is equivalent. God told Nicodemus, he said, ain't you a master of Israel and you don't know these things? When he asked him, how can a man be born again? And Nicodemus said, can a man climb into his mother's womb? And Jesus literally was stunned. And him being a master could not understand what that was going into. Just like Jesus said, it's better for you not to be born than to mislead one of these little ones. Wow, that is deep. That is deep. God said it's better for you not to be born than for you to mislead one of these little ones. Okay, that's going into your boy 
Paul. Okay, now let's keep going. That I might not have seen the travail of Jacob and the wearisome toil of the stock of Israel. And he said unto me, Number me the things that are not yet come. Gather me together the drops that are scattered abroad. Make me the flowers green again that are withered. All right, so we're going to end with this closing chapter. This is going to be Matthew chapter 21, verse 19 and 20. Notice the angel said, how can you make something green that has withered? How can you make something green that's brown? It's dead. Okay, now let's get verse 19. This is the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 19. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon. All right, let's go to 18 so we get a little context. Verse 18. Now in the morning as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only. All right. God was expecting Israel to be fruitful. God was expecting Israel to be fruitful, and it's been about time they should have had some fruit. They should have had some fruit, okay? So there's no fruit on the tree but leaves. It's time to leave. Let's get the next verse. And said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. Okay, according to the Bible, Jesus said, let no more fruit grow on thee forever. Now do some homework and find out what does the fig tree represent? Who does the fig tree represent? It represents Israel. And Jesus literally said, let no more fruit grow on it forever. All these Israelite camps all over. Okay, they have no fruit. When Mehmet II was born, there were trees, okay, that had so much fruit on them, they were collapsing and bending over, hanging low from all the fruit because he is a type and shadow of the Gentile messenger. Now let's keep going. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? How soon has Israel become a nation and it's all over with? They wasn't ruling that long. Okay, Israel was the fig tree. They was the fig tree. They wasn't fruitful. They started off okay. But what happened? A desire to have a king choked them and they were no longer fruitful. They became men worshippers and idolizers, okay? And God had to go to other nations. That is it today. Now it's time for us to get back in these scriptures. I mean, shall we? We shall.